0: Well, good to see everybody. Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year. Um, Heather and I, just, it's always fun for us to get to be here. Uh, we, we travel as well. Encounter. Or did you just say my head is real shiny? Yeah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, It's so funny because there are times that we've got to place me just right so the camera, so it don't glow off my head too much, you know, so... Um, Yeah, it's the glory, right. That's right. (laughs) We get together and it'd be double anointing, right? Yeah. Uh, It's always good to be here. Always always just a privilege to to share God's Word. Um, uh, Friend Jared and Robert that work with us and travel with us and uh, they're a part of our team and uh, if you haven't got a chance to to watch our, our weekly television show, it's on Direct, it's on Dish, it's on several different networks. It's uh, Trey Johnson, Being Your Best with Trey Johnson. comes on Sunday mornings uh, on Direct and Dish at 8.30 and at 6.30. Um, and you can pretty much, if you have some type of technology, you can find it. So uh, our YouTube channel, our podcast, uh, we write daily devotionals that go out by emails. There's uh, several different things that we're doing. I did a Uh, I I do a leadership teaching every Wednesday morning from 7 to 8. We have people from all over the United States on there, from engineers to lawyers to pastors to doctors to housewives. Uh, It's all different types of people that are serious about growing themselves. And uh, so we just want you to know that we are continually praying for y'all as our family And as a part of the body of Christ. I mean, this is our home church. Even though we're not here very much, I feel like we have to wear name tags when we come back here. Uh, You are family. And it's just such an honor and a privilege every time we get to share. And tonight, we're going to be talking about triumph. Say triumph. triumph. Now, we're starting a new series tonight. But the theme on Wednesday nights is going to be Encounter. That God wants us to encounter triumph. Say triumph. So, also just, uh, you know, because different offices of ministry uh, reveal different parts of the heart of God. Or they come at what God is saying a different way. When, you know, God has has shared with Dr. Savell that uh, in the midst of disorder and chaos, He's opened his, His hand to provide supernaturally, unusually, in extraordinary ways for you and I, and it's already happening, and we continue to expect. How many are you expecting God's open hand? Amen. Well, at the end of October, November, the Lord just started talking to me, and I just kept hearing in my spirit, triumph is coming. Triumph is coming. Triumph is coming. And we know that by faith, triumph is ours. And God wants us to encounter triumph. That's what we're talking about today. God wants us to encounter triumph. Triumph, But in order for you and I to encounter triumph, we've got to know it's God's will for us to triumph. Say it, triumph. Triumph. Listen to the definition of triumph. It means a procession celebrating the return of a victorious general and his army. The act or fact of being victorious, victory, success, achievement, joy over a victory, achievement, public spectacle, or celebration. I want to read that again. Triumph is the celebrating the return of a victorious general. Who is our general? And his army. Who is his army? We are. we are. The act or fact of being victorious. So God is saying, triumph is coming or triumph is ours. Victory is ours. Achievement is ours. Success is ours. That's a part of our calling here, Right? Uh, teaching people how to be winners in life. Right. Triumph is mine. Say, triumph is mine. triumph is mine. Now, I just want to read a few scriptures to you as we get into this. First Samuel chapter 18, verses 6 and 7. And it says, As they were coming home when David returned from killing the Philistines, the women came out of all the Israelite towns singing and dancing to meet King Saul with timbres or tambourines, songs of joy and instruments of music. And the women responded as they laughed and froliced, saying, Saul has slain his thousands and David his tens of thousands. What were they doing? They were celebrating as their generals came back victorious over the enemy. The, The general and his army had triumphed and they're celebrating. So they celebrated after they encountered, say encounter, they encountered triumph. Now look at Exodus 15 verses 1 through 3. Then Moses and the children of Israel sang this song to the Lord and spoke, saying, I will sing to the Lord, for He has triumphed gloriously. Say triumph. triumph. The horse and its rider He is thrown into the sea. The Lord is my strength and song, and He has become my salvation. He is my God, and I will praise Him, my Father's God, and I will exalt Him. The Lord is a man of war. The Lord is His name. What were they doing? They were celebrating because of triumph. Now, in our position, when God makes us a promise, we celebrate before we ever see the manifestation of the promise. And that's what triumph is. In order for us to walk in triumph, we've got to begin to let our mind go to triumph. What does it look like for you and I to triumph spiritually? What does it look like for us to triumph physically? What does it look like for us to triumph relationally? What does it look like for us to triumph financially? What does it look like for us to triumph in our vocations, in our areas of strengths, our giftedness? Say it with me, triumph. God wants me to triumph. But we've got to take ownership of what God's saying before it can become a reality. Let your mind go there. Let the Holy Spirit show you what it looks like for you and I to walk in triumph. I can't do that for you and you can't do it for me. But we've got to take what God is saying. That's what, that's what the word receive means is to take. And God is saying triumph is yours. Say triumph is mine. Triumph is mine. Now, encounter. Listen, listen to encounter. Uh, God is wanting us to encounter Triumph. Listen to encounter. Some of the definitions of encounter is a direct meeting. It means to meet. Adjective of encounter means meeting in personal interrelationship or a mutual relationship. In other words, we're choosing to meet with God and God has chosen to meet with us encounter a meeting let's keep going here interconnection involving a release of in, inhibit an in, inhibit inhibition there it is inhibitions a release a restraint of inhibitions anything that at, that inhibits Mental or psychological process that restrains or suppresses an action, emotion, or thought. I'm going to read it again. Encounter. Is meeting in a personal interrelationship involving a release of inhibitions? Is that my saying that right? Inhibitions? Inhibitions. There it is. Help me, Holy Spirit. An open exchange of intimate feelings. To inhibit means to hold back or keep from some action, feeling, check or repress to restrain. Inhibition is anything that inhibits, anything that holds you back, anything that keeps you from an action, anything that keeps you from going forward, anything that checks you, anything that represses you, anything that restrains you, anything that inhibits, especially a mental or psychological process that restrains or suppresses an action, emotion, Or thought. So when God is saying, I'm wanting to have an encounter with you in my presence, He says there's an open exchange. Of intimate feelings. And in this encounter, he says there's going to be some things that release in the way that you think. There's going to be a release that takes place mentally, psychologically, physically, anything that has restrained you, anything that has repressed you, anything that has held you back. When we encounter triumph, something has a hold to you, but when we encounter Almighty God, Triumph is I was once bound, but now I'm free. Triumph is once I was blind, but now I see. Triumph is once I was in bondage, but now I'm free. Say I'm free. I'm free. So when God is saying triumph is ours, he's saying to you and I, as his children created in his image, in his likeness, we are supposed to triumph. It is our DNA to succeed. It is our DNA to achieve. It is our DNA to overcome. That is who we are. And he's saying in an encounter there's an open exchange of intimate feelings. You know what God's feeling about you? His feelings for you, you're his you're his child. Created in his image and his likeness. How many parents do I have in here? You know you would give your life for your kid instantly. And when you think of them, you know they're supposed to overcome. You know they're supposed to prosper. You know they're supposed to be victorious. You know they're supposed to be the head and not the tail. You know that. Why? Because they're your kids. And when we encounter God, there's an open exchange of intimate feelings. You telling God what is in and on you and him telling you what is in and on him. And the way that he sees you, the way that he thinks about you, the way that he feels about you, the way he has his plan for you. When we encounter triumph, victory is the result. Overcoming is the result. He says triumph is ours. Say it, triumph is mine. You've got to take ownership, though. You can't let somebody else own it. You've got to own it for yourself. You can't rent it from somebody else. You've got to own it yourself. You've got to take it yourself. You've got to begin to think triumph, talk triumph, believe triumph. How would you act if you were triumphant spiritually? How would you pray if you was triumphant? How would you believe if you were triumphant? How would you give if you were triumphant? How would you work at who you were called to be if you truly believed you were triumphant? Yes. Triumph is mine. In Jesus' name. He wants us to encounter triumph. Triumph. Say it, triumph. Triumph. Now the definition of triumph, procession celebrating the return of a victorious general and his army. So the victory that Jesus got is the victory that we have. Colossians 2 verse 15. It says, having disarmed principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it. He, I'm going to read it again, having disarmed principalities, powers, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it. In it. The word triumph in the Greek means a procession that is figuratively to conquer, to give victory, cause to triumph over. He triumphed over every demonic power. He triumphed over every bit of the curse. He triumphed over every sin, sickness, disease, poverty, lack. He triumphed because he triumphed, we triumphed. Say it, I've got triumph. I am triumphant. Hebrews chapter 2 verse 14 I don't think you have this but if you could pull it up in the New King James version Hebrews 2:14 Inasmuch then as children have partaken of flesh and blood, he himself likewise shared in the same that through death he might destroy him who had the power of death. That is the devil. That through death he might destroy him who had the power of death. That is the devil. That, that him, that through death he might destroy, destroy him who had the power of death. That is the devil. Our general disarmed the devil. Our general disarmed every principality, every power, every ruler of darkness of this world, wickedness and heavenly places. Our, our general, say my general, has triumphed, and because he triumphed, I triumph. First John three eight. Amplified translation. You read down there a little bit, and it says this the reason the Son of God was made manifest, visible, was to undo destroy, loosen and dissolve the works of the devil, the works the devil has done. I want to read that part again. The reason the son of God was made manifest visible was to undo, destroy, loosen and dissolve the works the devil has done. Has the devil done any works in your life? But whatever he has stolen, he has to repay seven times. The purpose, the son of God was manifest was to destroy the works of the devil. God is saying triumph is coming. Triumph is ours. He's saying it is the act or the fact of you being victorious. It is the act or the fact of you being successful. It is the act or the fact of you achieving. It is the act or the fact. The same public spectacle Jesus made of the devil is the same public spectacle you and I make of the devil. He is no match for you. He's no match for your family because greater is he that's in you than he that is in the world. Triumph is mine. Say it. Triumph is mine. mine. So the general and his army have come back from a victorious. We are already victorious. We're not trying. That's been the problem. We've been trying to be victorious instead of realizing we already are victorious. We already have triumph. We are already supposed to walk in success. See, that's a different mindset trying to become triumphant, but realizing we are triumphant. I don't care what I face, the answer is triumph. I don't care what obstacle it is, the answer is triumph. I don't care how much resistance you face, the answer is triumph. Say it, triumph is mine. mine. Now listen to this. Second Timothy, so, so the general triumphed, who's Jesus. And because he triumphs, we triumph. Say, I'm triumphant. Second Timothy chapter two, verse three and four, "You therefore must endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ, a good soldier, say a, good soldier. a good, good soldier. No one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life that he may please him who enlisted him as a soldier. So the general was triumphant, and we are good soldiers. We're not just soldiers, we're good soldiers. We're good soldiers. A good soldier receives his assignment from the one who enlisted him. Who is the one that enlisted us? Jesus did. The Holy Spirit. This is what would happen. That word enlist at that time when this was written, there would be like recruiters where they would go out and they would see potential warriors and they would watch the way they moved and the way they thought and the way they acted and they would recruit these warriors into the Roman army. And when they was recruited into the Roman army, into the army, it was an honor. It was a privilege. The family would party. The family would rejoice because it was a privilege being in the army. The Holy Spirit has has recruited you to come into the army. And as a family, we should rejoice for one another because the Holy Spirit sees a warrior in you. He sees a good soldier, not a bad soldier. He sees strength, not weakness. He sees an overcomer, not somebody that's sucking their thumb, pulling their ear. He sees somebody who thinks triumph. A good soldier thinks win. A good soldier trains to win. A good soldier receives his assignment and says, I'm not coming back until it's fully accomplished. You're a good soldier. Begin to think like a good soldier. There's no quit in a good soldier. There's no back off in a good soldier. Soldier. There's no whining and complaining in a good soldier. A good soldier receives it and gets it done. Church, it's time for us to receive our assignment and get it done. Get it done at all costs because we're triumphant. We're not weak. We, we're not beggarly. We have our shoulders back, our head up high because we're good soldiers. Say it, I'm a good soldier. And a good soldier is triumphant. And God is saying, I want you to encounter triumph. Triumph is mine. I am triumphant. I'm triumphant. Now, now how do we encounter triumph? And we could keep going on Scripture after Scripture, and uh, I believe it starts airing this Sunday. There's more on triumph. But, but I want us to get to a place where, okay, how do we encounter triumph? And one of the ways that we encounter triumph is by staying focused. Stay in focus. How, 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 how can I stay focused to encounter triumph? Write this down if you're taking notes. To stay focused, stay in the Word, stay in faith, stay in fellowship, and stay in joy. I'll repeat these to you. Stay in the Word, stay in faith, stay in fellowship, stay in joy. Because a focused person is a threat to Satan's plan. In order to stay focused and encounter triumph, we stay in the Word, we stay in faith, we stay in fellowship, and we stay in joy. See, a a focused person is a non-compromising person. A focused person is a disciplined person. A focused person has the ability. Focus. Learning how to focus is one of the the number one success skills there, there is. Are you focused or unfocused? Are you disciplined or undisciplined? Are you amateur or are you a professional? you know, thinking about a good soldier, when they would go recruit, they would recruit these soldiers and they would come to the pancreas It was like a big coliseum where they would train and they would go through a process and an amateur has a mindset that I'm, they would go up as kind of like a, a sporting event where they'd practice you know, the, the wrestling, they'd practice the boxing, they'd practice the pancreas where there was no rules but then an amateur would come and it would look at the opposition, it would look at the obstacle, it would look at who's training that day and if it was too too tough and too hard an amateur would go home but a professional doesn't even think about what opposition he's fixing to face he's going to get in there and he's going to train like a good soldier he's going to think like a professional he's going to give it all he has losing is not a part of his mindset it's not a part of his vocabulary it's not a part of his attitude he don't care who he faces he's going to give it all he has church it's time for us it doesn't matter what we face we're going to give it all we have for the glory of God in the middle of disorder and chaos and destruction, he says that he's going to open his hand who aren't shaken by the disorder and chaos. It's going to take focus. How do I encounter triumph? It's going to take focus. It's going to take focus. You, you look at Paul. That's why, let, let's go to... Let me skip through there. We, I have hours of uh, a lot right here. Let's go, let's go to Second Timothy. I know that you you have this. 2 Timothy and Paul, there's a reason why, why he could... 2 Timothy 4, 7. Paul says, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Why could he say that? Because he was focused. He said, I have fought the good fight of faith because I was focused. I've finished the race. Talk to me. Because I was focused. I've completed, completed my course. Why? Because I was focused. It was, I fought the good fight. Why? Because I was focused. I finished my race. Why? Because I was focused. I completed. Can, can we say that? Can you say that? Can I say that? Are we focused that, you know what, I'm fighting the good fight of faith and I triumph because I'm focused. I'm going to finish what I've been put on this earth to do. Why? Because I'm focused. Say it, because I'm focused. Tonight, make a decision that I'm going to begin to focus. How? By staying in the word, staying in faith, staying in fellowship, and staying in joy. Because Paul was focused, that's why he could say Ephesians chapter 6, verses 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. Let's read that. Ephesians 6, verse 11. He says, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, having done all to stand, stand therefore. He was saying, whenever you put on your armor and you are focused, you are able to stand. You're able to stand. Not Aunt Boo Boo and Uncle Ding Dong. You're able to stand. Say it. I'm able to stand stand is a Greek word steneia and it paints this picture right here of a Roman soldier overlooking the territory that he's called to and his shoulders are back, his head up is high, why? Because he's not an amateur, he's a professional and he is trained like a good soldier he thinks like a good soldier, he is triumphant and if he know he can't win the battle himself, he has a whole government behind him that will empower him to triumph and God is saying we're at a time church that we gotta look to the territories that we're called to and keep our shoulders back our head up high and if we can't win it by ourselves we got a whole government of heaven that will back us up and stretch out his hand and when the hand of God shows up it brings judgment to the enemy and blessing to God's people And we are going to see God's hand so strong in this next year. We're going to see signs, wonders, miracles, not just financially. We're going to see blind eyes open. We're going to see the deaf here. We're going to see the lame walk. We're going to see tumors fall off. We're going to see things that we've never seen before. All for the glory of God. But it's going to take focus to encounter triumph. You're able to stand you're able to triumph. Regardless of what you're facing, the spirit of triumph is in us and on us. Say it, "I'm I'm triumphant. Now, let's go to Philippians chapter 3, verses 13 and 14 in the message translation. He says, I'm not saying that I have this all together, that I have it made, but I'm well on my way, reaching out for Christ who has so wondrously reached out for me. Friends, don't get me wrong. By no means do I count myself an expert in all of this, but I've got my eye on the goal where God is beckoning us onward to Jesus. Only to see this, God beckoning us onward to Jesus. I'm off and running and I'm not turning back. Say, I'm not turning back. So let's keep focused on that goal. Those of us who want everything that God has for us, if any of you have something else in mind, something less than total commitment, God will clear your blurred vision. You will see it yet. Now that we're on the right track, let's stay on it. But I've got my eye on the goal. I'm off and running. I'm not turning back. I'm not turning back. He says, so let's keep focused on the goal. Those of us who want everything God has for us. Do I have any people here that want everything God has for you? If any of you have something else in mind, something less than total commitment... Less than total commitment. We've got to pause right there and I've got to ask myself, am I, am I truly committed? See, when you look at the definition of commitment, commitment means a dedication to a long term course of action. A dedication to a long term course of action. Not just a short term, but a long term. Total commitment means whether things are good, I'm all in. Whether things don't seem to be good, I'm all in. This is what Paul is saying when he says, my God supplies all of my needs. He says, I've realized, I've learned some things that when things were good, I was all in. When things were not good, I was all in. When I had abundance, I was all in. When I didn't have anything, I was all in. Can you stand up and boldly declare, I'm all in. Can you stand up and boldly declare, I'm totally committed. Can you stand up and declare, I want everything God has for me. He says, "Well then, don't lose your focus. Keep your eyes on your goal. Your goal, your purpose, your vision." Proverbs 29:18 where there's no vision, people perish. In other words, what does it look like? Vision is what it looks like for you to be you. See, purpose never changes. Vision can change from different seasons of life, different ages. Vision can change, but purpose never changes. Purpose is in you before you were formed in your mother's womb. Purpose is in you right now. But whether you walk in your purpose isn't up to God, it's up to you. But vision is what it looks like for you to be you. Vision is what it looks like. How far, if you were to go up on top of the, the building, how far can you see what does it look like when this obstacle comes up and triumph is there? You've got to start seeing what triumph looks like. You've got to see it in here. This is what triumph looks like in my, my body, my finances, my calling, my assignment. You've got to see it. And then once you see it in here, don't let what you see out here talk you out of what you see in here. That's why Paul tells us, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 16 through 18, he says, don't look at the temporary, because it's fleeting. He says, you look at the eternal. You look at the Word. You look at what God is saying. In other words, you look from in here. You see from in here. Don't let what you see in here be stopped by something you see out here. You've got to see triumph. You've got to see God opening his hand unto you and your family in the middle of disorder and chaos. How do we encounter this triumph? By staying in the Word, staying in faith, staying in fellowship, staying in joy. Say it with me staying in the Word, staying in, the word. Staying in, faith, staying in faith, staying in fellowship, staying in joy. Staying in faith, staying in, staying, faith. In staying in the Word, staying in fellowship. Staying in joy. John chapter 1. You know this scripture. Very powerful scripture. John chapter 1. I'm just going to turn over there and read it. Stay in the word. Look at your neighbor and say, stay in the word. John chapter 1. Why why do we need to stay in the word? Well, John chapter 1, verses 1 through 5. It says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. So when I'm spending time in God's Word, I'm spending time with God. And he goes on to say, He was in the beginning with God, and all things were made through Him, and without Him nothing was made that was made. And in Him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. Verse 14, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory. The glory is of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Stay in the Word. Stay in the Word. Go go with me to Hebrews chapter uh, 1. Verse 3, they'll bring it up on the screen. I just want to read this to you. Stay in the Word, stay in faith, stay in fellowship, stay in joy. How do we stay focused? How do we encounter triumph? By staying focused. Why do I stay focused? Stay in the Word, stay in faith, stay in fellowship, stay in joy. Hebrews chapter 1 verse 3 in the Amplified Classic, He is the sole expression of the glory of God. The light being, the out rain or radiance of the divine. He is the perfect imprint and very image of God's nature. Listen to this. Upholding and maintaining and guiding and propelling the universe by His mighty word of power. When He had by offering Himself accomplished our cleansing of sins and riddance of guilt, He sat down at the right hand of the Majesty on high. So He's saying that Jesus was the perfect imprint, the very image and nature of Almighty God. So when I see Jesus, I see God. When I see the Word, I see God. Stay in the Word. Stay in faith. Stay in fellowship. Stay in joy. How do I stay focused? Stay in the Word. Stay in faith. Stay in fellowship. Stay in joy. So if God's word upholds, if God's word maintains, if God's word guides, if God's word propels the universe, don't we think it can maintain us? Don't we think it can guide us? Don't we think it can uphold us? Don't we think it can propel us? His word. Why do we stay in the word? Because the word releases the nature of God. The word releases the power of God. The word releases the courage of God. Second Peter chapter one, verses three and four says that the precious promises were given to you and I for it, for us to become partakers of the divine nature of God. And when you look at it in the Greek, it is the sperm of God. When I stay in the word, there's a there's an encounter that takes place. Remember, there's an open exchange of intimate feeling. There's an interrelationship. There is a release of anything that inhibits your life. When you encounter the almighty God, when you encounter his word, that's when the word goes from up here to in here to seeing it out here, because you truly believe God's word is upholding me. See, the word uphold means to to uphold you, to raise you up, even in the middle of conflict. Even in the middle of conflict. His word upholds me. To guide means to direct and control and to sit in motion. To uphold, once again, it means in the middle of opposition, it is upholding you. God's word, not religion, not tradition, his word. What upholds me? His word. What guides me? His word. What maintains? Maintain means to keep it at a place of excellence. Maintain means to keep it hitting on all cylinders where it is efficient for what it was created to do. So when I'm in God's word, it's revealing who I am and why I'm wired the way I'm wired and why I'm gifted the way I'm gifted. And I begin to think like my father thinks the word releases the DNA of God. The word releases the life of God. The word releases God himself in us. Stay in the word. Stay in faith. Stay in fellowship. Stay in joy. How do I stay focused and encounter the triumph? We got to stay in the word. It upholds, it maintains, it guides, it propels. If it does the universe, it does me. Say, the word is working in me. Working in me. Acts chapter 20, <clears throat> verse 32. And now, brethren, I commit you to God. I deposit you in His charge, entrusting you to His protection and care. I commend you to the word of His grace. Now notice, up here it said his, His mighty word of power. So His word releases the power of God. Power is the ability to get results. So when I'm in the word of God, I'm tapping into God's ability to get results. He says right here, it's the word of His grace which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance. So the word of power, now it's the word of grace. Grace is God's ability on man to do what man cannot do by himself. Grace is an empowerment from Almighty God, His super upon our natural. How do I tap in to the power of God? It is through His word. Paul tells us in Romans 1.16, I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God unto salvation. So I tap into his power through his word. Say it, his word. I tap into his grace through his word. Say his word. So if I'm operating in the word and I'm truly believing the word and I'm thinking the word, what what word is God saying to us that I want you to triumph? Then I'm tapping into the power of triumph. I'm tapping into the grace of triumph. I'm being propelled to triumph. I'm being guided to triumph. I'm being upheld to triumph. I'm being maintained to triumph. I am supposed to triumph. I'm triumphant. Say it. I'm triumphant. But in order to encounter triumph... In order for there to be an exchange from Him to me, I've got to to encounter. I've got to be in that place of relationship. I've got to be in that place of His Word. And allow His Word, the Word of His power, the Word of His grace, builds us up and His Word gives us our inheritance. In the Amplified, it says, what is rightfully ours. You know what's rightfully ours? According to God, triumph." You know, it's rightfully ours that God is opening His hand in the middle of disorder and chaos. Rightfully ours. Stay in His Word. Say it. Stay in His Word. Stay in faith. Stay in fellowship. Stay in joy. See, when I stay in His Word, we know faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word. Right? Romans 10, 17. When When we stay in His Word, we stay strong in faith. And faith, this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our 1 John chapter 5 verse 4 we know that faith is how we please God so when we stay in the word we're tapping into his power, we're tapping into his grace, our faith is staying strong, we're staying in the word, we're staying in the faith and through this process of being in his word the Holy Spirit is revealing the heart of the Father, the Holy Spirit is showing us the mind of God, he's showing us the plan of God, he's showing you what you look like to triumph he's showing you what you look like to put the devil under your feet, he's showing you what you look like for your family to be whole. He's showing you what is rightfully yours. Rightfully. He don't have a right to hold it back. He don't have a right to keep it from you. He don't have a right to kill, steal, and destroy. He does not have a right. We are triumphing in the name of Jesus. And I declare there's a spirit of triumph that is just flooding through the body of Christ. But we've got to take it. See, fellowship allowed Jesus to know what to do and when to do it. Fellowship allowed Paul to overcome every adversity. Fellowship allows you and I to hear from our Heavenly Father. And if Satan can get us distracted, if Satan can get us so focused on the disorder and chaos, if he can get us thinking about all the problems and thinking about who's doing this and thinking about that, then he 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 keeps us from hearing our Father and he keeps us from fulfilling what God has put us on this earth to do. But see, when I stay in the Word and I stay in faith, and I stay in fellowship, then I'm going to stay in joy. Say, stay in joy. joy. I'm going to stay in joy. Romans 15, verse 13. God wants us to encounter triumph. May the God of your hope so fill you with all joy and peace in believing, through the experience of your faith, that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound and be overflowing, bubbling over with hope. May the God, I'm going to read it again, May the God of your hopes so fill you with all joy and peace in believing. In believing. When I'm truly believing that I'm triumphant, you act different. Remember triumph, the general and his army, celebrating... The victory that they have. It's the act or fact of being victorious. It is the act or fact of being triumphant. It is the act or fact of achievement. And so when I truly believe that, there's joy and peace. Romans, I mean, uh, John 15, verse 11 in the Amplified Classic, it says, I have told you these things about triumph, you could inject there, that my joy and delight may be in you, and that your joy and gladness may be a full measure, complete, and overflowing. I want to read it again. I have told you these things. What, what things? That his hand is opening unto us in the midst of disorder and chaos. What, what things? That triumph is ours. What things that He wants you and I to have an encounter where there's a release of things that have been holding you back, that have been repressing you, that have been, 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 been keeping you from being everything you're called to be. I've told you these things, that my joy and delight may be in you, and that your joy and gladness may be a full measure and complete and overflowing. That your joy and gladness may be a full measure and complete and overflowing. That your joy and gladness may be a full measure, complete and overflowing. Pause. How's your joy gauge right now? Is it full? Is it complete? Is it overflowing? Well, then I need to go back because he says there's joy and peace in believing. And if my joy gauge isn't full, complete and overflowing, then I need to go back and check my belief. And if my belief isn't where it needs to be, that's where the mind renewal process kicks in. Stay with me right here, because my mind, my thinking affects my believing. So there's joy and peace in believing. So if my joy is not full and complete and overflowing, then I got to check my thinking because my thinking affects my believing. My believing affects my expectation. My expectation affects my attitude. My attitude affects my action. My action creates habits. My habits determine my character and my character affects my destiny. So if I want this to work out different, I've got to start at my thinking. (laughs) there's joy and peace in what there's joy and peace in what and Jesus said I've told you these things now it's up to you to believe it or not believe it but an indicator that I truly believe it is my behavior changes belief always drives behavior belief always drives behavior I truly believe I'm triumphant. I'm going to begin to behave triumphant. Why? Because I begin to think triumphant. If I don't begin to think triumphant, I'll never behave triumphant. If I never think triumphant, I'll never have the attitude of triumph. If I never think triumph, I'll never have the action of triumph. If I never think triumph, I'll never have the habits of triumph. If I never think triumph, I'll never have the character of triumph. If I never think triumph, I'll never experience triumph. But there's joy and peace. And believing. So I've got to step back and I've got to be real with myself. Do I truly believe this? Because if I believe it, what's going to be the indicator? My joy. It's going to be full. It's going to be complete. It's going to be overflowing. Nehemiah 8.10 says what? The joy of the Lord is my strength. And so if my joy is full, my strength is full. If my joy is complete, my strength is complete. If my joy is overflowing, my strength is overflowing. But if I don't have joy, I don't have strength. If I don't have strength, I don't resist the devil. If I don't resist the devil, he doesn't flee. But when I have joy, I have strength. When I believe what God says, that I am triumphant, that's who I am. I don't care what it looks like out here. I see it in here. And I'm designed to go where I see in here, not what I see out here. And when there's joy, there's strength. There's joy, there's what? So when I stay in the Word and I stay in faith and I stay in fellowship and I stay in joy, I'm going to stay focused. Because I have the strength to stay focused. And I'm going to encounter triumph. I'm going to encounter what? Triumph. Triumph. I'm going to encounter. There's going to be an exchange. There's going to be a release of the things that have been holding me back. Because I'm staying in the Word and I'm staying in faith, and I'm staying in fellowship, and I'm staying in joy, and I'm staying strong. Father, I just pray over your family tonight. And I I thank you for every assignment represented here. And Father, I declare triumph spiritually, triumph mentally, triumph relationally, triumph physically, triumph financially. Father, that as a family, we begin to think triumph and believe triumph and expect triumph and act triumph and have the attitude of triumph. That there's just an overwhelming joy that consumes us and that we're strong. Father, that we're strong in you in the power of your might. Now, Father, I just bless you. I declare this word does not return void that it accomplishes what it's sent to do, and that is to produce your will on earth just like it is in heaven, and your will is triumph, triumph, triumph. I release the spirit of triumph. Even while we're sleeping, we're being stirred for the desire to overcome and achieve and be, be victorious all for your glory. We're triumphant in the name of Jesus. Amen. Did you get something out of the Word tonight? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, Pastor Phil.